The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity FM. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D. from Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington. If you'd like to join in the discussion, email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm or call into the program with your questions. Now, here's your host, Rev. Anna Schaus. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet where we support your spiritual growth and recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I am your host. And I want to thank all of my listeners for joining us today. We're really glad that you're here. And we know we've got listeners uh, across the U.S. and Canada and sometimes in Ireland and New Zealand. And we're just so uh, glad to have you and probably other places uh, that we don't know about. So let us know that you're listening. Thanks a lot for participating. I got some great emails this week from some of you with questions and and comments, and it was great to hear from you and to know that Spirit of Recovery is touching your hearts and minds and giving you some good information and good inspiration. Um, be sure to visit us on Facebook. We've got a Spirit of Recovery page there on Facebook, and um, we just love to have you come there and comment and, and visit. It's exciting to be broadcasting on this topic of recovery on Unity Online Radio, and um we know that some of you have been out there uh, having this in mind and in heart for a long time, and so I'm so grateful to you to know that uh, your vision for this program is manifesting, and it's a joy to be a part of it. And so it's, uh, it's wonderful to be in contact with you as our listeners. The Spirit of Recovery is all about getting you thinking about opening up your heart and your mind to some experience, strength, and hope, and to a deeper understanding of your spirituality and the ability to walk this recovery journey and your spiritual journey in ways that are helpful and working for you and get you into life. So every week we're talking about topics that are important to the recovery community and our guests are always people who are down to earth, who are knowledgeable and who are innovative. They're always people that are either in recovery themselves or who work with people in recovery or who write for people in recovery or teach with people in recovery or a lot of times all the above. So we're bringing you practical information that you can use and lively discussions that are getting you thinking. The spirit of recovery is certainly a welcoming place, and we know that recovery is a very large concept, and um, it's a very big tent, and so there's lots of room for people here, and you're all welcome. So if you're a person that's in recovery from any kind of addiction, if you're a family member who's in your own recovery as a family member of somebody with the disease of addiction... Or if you're a family member or friend of somebody with the disease of addiction, um, whether that person's in recovery or not, and you're looking for information and and, uh, inspiration, or if you're simply somebody that wants to learn more about the process of recovery, you are welcome, and we welcome your participation in our discussions. And again, my name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your Spirit of Recovery host. I'm a Unity Minister and a trained addictions counselor. And also, I am a person who has, in my circle of love and friendship, lots of people that do have the disease of addiction. And almost 30 years ago, those relationships got me started on an active path of personal growth and recovery and engagement with these 12-step principles and my own spiritual development. And ever since then, my recovery walk and my spiritual walk has been an integration of unity and recovery principles. And that just keeps transforming my life and bringing me to my growing edge in ever deeper and richer ways. So I'm 
very much delighted to have the opportunity to share these ideas with you and to hear what you're experiencing in your spirituality and in your recovery. On every show, we have a book that we give away. We have a drawing, and these books are recovery-oriented books. They're from uh, gifted to us from the nonprofit Hazelden Foundation, and that's www.hazelden.org. So we very much thank the Hazelden Foundation for donating these books to us that we can then give to our listeners. And today's book is Easy Does It Relationship Guide by Mary Faulkner. So it's um, a book about relationships and how to build those relationships in recovery. Um, If you would like to get your name in for the drawing for the book today, email us, and we do get the emails um, while we're on the air. Most of the time it works. Every once in a while it doesn't quite work, but most of the time it does. And our email address is spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. And so if you email us with a comment or a question or simply to get your name in the drawing, we will get that email during our broadcast. Or you can call. And that number is 888-558-6489. Again, you can call in with a comment or a question or simply to get your name in the drawing. And that number is 888. It's also, you can say it, 55UNITY. It's the same number. So, again, we're glad you're listening. We'd love to hear your comments, your questions um, just a little bit here. And um, also get your name in for the drawing. So, today our topic is... So you think the 12 steps are enough? And um, joining me is my guest, Richard Curtis. And Richard actually says this is the name of the book that he has in his consciousness and that he's going to be writing. So you think the 12 steps are enough? So Richard's going to be talking with us today about his ideas uh, on that concept. Unity is uh, Richard is a member of Unity. He's been participating since 1993 actively in his church in Florida. Uh, Richard has facilitated and does facilitate many Unity classes, such as Sermon on the Mount, um, the Quest. Uh, he's currently uh, teaching a class on the Third Jesus, which is a book by Deepak Chopra. And Richard uh, teaches. Uh, also, he teaches uh, Qigong and Tai Chi to elders in his area as well as being involved with uh, some other projects that he'll be telling us about that are to benefit the community and the world community. He uh, also, Richard, uh, served in the Navy for 25 years and for 17 years with the U.S. Postal Service. He entered into a recovery process in February of 1974, and he has gone through uh, lots of spiritual development in that time, and, and lots of different things have happened to him as he has pursued his spiritual growth and development. He is very happily married to Marcia, and they have two lovely cats who are all, I believe, um, a part of his spiritual growth path and a part of some of the good things that are happening in his world. And so we're, we're glad to know that, that he's really created family, and that's a, a real important part of recovery. So, Richard, thank you for joining us here on The Spirit of Recovery. I'm really glad that you're here with us today and have lots of things to share with us. So, welcome. Well, thank you so very much, Anna. And for just a second, I was looking around to see who you were talking about. Boy, it was, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm almost impressed with myself here. No, the cats are just reveling in the thought that they got to mention. Uh, but thank you so very much for the opportunity to share with uh, your recovery community through the Unity FM uh, program. Yeah, good, 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 good. Well, we're glad you're here. So, again, this idea, so you think the 12 steps are enough, is, is really your title. Uh, I kind of stole it here to use for the show. But uh, you have some real history with that. And, and where did you first get that idea that... Uh, what are the, what's the real point of the twelve steps? Because you had some you had some comeuppance about that in a way from an early sponsor, I think. Yes, as a matter of fact, uh, Jim uh, Jim, my dear friend from uh, from Baltimore, who has now made his transition uh, in in recovery, he did real well with that. I can remember the night that we, he walked into a, a recovery meeting and he looked at me and says, "What are you doing here?" I said, well, "I'm recovering." He said. But you've done that like 14 times this week. And I said, yeah, what's your point? I said, go home. And I started getting the idea that there's just a little bit more that I had to go back to a, a marriage. I had to go back to a job. 
I had to go back to life in general that I couldn't just hang out in the little recovery circles all the time. I had a life to live. Mm-hmm. And uh, he made his point very, very consciously. And for the next 15 years, I wandered in and out of that thought process. And some events in my life brought me to the point where I, I had to finally uh, concede that just 12 steps and nothing else were probably not going to be what helps me get uh, into a good spiritual recovery mode. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, the way, uh, that's the way I started in this idea. Right, right. You know, sometimes I've heard people uh, say the phrase, oh, recovery's just another addiction. People are just addicted to meetings. I don't know. What would you say about that? I use the lay, lay definition of addiction as anything that stands between me and a power greater than myself. And uh, I've never had a uh, recovery program stand between me and the power greater than myself, but they can become a factor in just trying to set us off the pace. Instead mm-hmm. of actually going through true and dynamic spiritual development, uh, we can be we can get uh, a little bit diverted and hang out in a holding pattern. Like I'm just sitting here and putting my dollar in the pot, put the plug in the jug. Mm-hmm. That isn't that isn't going to get me anywhere. And mm-hmm. I had to recognize that that isn't what I wanted to do. I think the biggest impetus, Hannah, and I will only take a second to say this: that uh, sure. ten and a half years of recovery uh, through my own efforts with twelve steps and the best I could get for a sponsor. I totally devastated my life through my own egoic actions. Mm-hmm. I did everything except my addiction. Mm-hmm. I kicked the cat. I kicked the car. I, I you know, lied and cheated and stole and did. I did all the things that people who in addictions do. I just wasn't doing my addiction. Right. That mm-hmm. told me that there was something very deep, some causes and conditions that were were needed to be treated and sought out and. Uh, to be taken care of. And mm-hmm. my recovery really became in earnest at that point. Right. Because, because I was in more trouble than I could ever know in my entire lifetime. Anyway. Right. That's, well, that's interesting. I mean, that's a really good point because sometimes um, it can seem like, okay, if we get into the recovery process initially, then it's all perfect. Life's fixed. It's solved. You know, it's all done. Everything's cool. But that's not really the story you always hear when you talk to people that have entered a recovery process. A lot of people have a story like yours. It's like, okay, yes, there were some things, important things, essential things that got better. Um, and there were some other things that, ha- that didn't change until I started doing some other stuff. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And, and while I was in the Navy, I was privileged to do a little bit of counseling with the Navy. Uh, we were the first with a recovery program. and. The other services kind of came along with our model, and I was introduced to Maslow's hierarchy, and I mm-hmm. now know that that was a graphic picture that I was going to be required to use in my life. The, the very base of that triangle is the 12-step recovery programs. That is the rock foundation of my life. But Tell us about them, Maslow's hierarchy. Tell us about that, what that meant to you. and that's what that just, Well, it, it showed me graphically that I was on a, a plane of life where I was just existing, doing nothing else, not doing very well at that. Mm-hmm. But there was a place I could move to called self-actualization mm-hmm. uh, and, and become my own person, become a useful human being to life. And that's, I wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd, coming into recovery, I decided that the 12 steps and the principles behind those 12 steps of recovery would become the foundation of my life. But mm-hmm. then something had to give me some volume in the pyramid to help bump me up to past safety and past uh, self to self actualization, and I didn't know what that was. And I was handed a copy of Sermon on the Mount by Doctor Evan Fox, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden things changed. It's like, wait a minute, this guy's got a handle on a power greater than myself and sharing it. So I started reading that in 1974. And discussing it with some of the older members uh, around me, and it's like new vistas were opened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I started thinking that just hanging out on the 12 steps may not be the correct thing. I didn't have it all down in my, in my thought process yet. It, it, it was there. It was spooling around and, and causing a little bit of whirlstorm. And, and 
then when I, uh, in, in 1985, when I decided to uh, go out here and just be what I wanted to be with no regard to life or anything, uh, it became clear that I needed a deep spiritual development and I needed some elevation in the hierarchy of Maslow's theory to self-actualization. That's when I started seeking things in addition to the basis of my life, which is the 12 steps. Right. So if you uh, had to frame that in terms of the 12 steps, what, I mean, would that relate to step 11, like sought, you know, conscious contact to improve our conscious contact with the higher power or where, how would you see that? Oh, sure. Absolutely. I was actually very privileged when I came to recovery through my family connection and my U.S. military connections. I came here as close to a heathen as you could get because... I had never had any spiritual foundation. My parents never taught me any. They never forced any on me. So when I walked into recovery, I was like a void. Mm-hmm. And the, the principles of the, 11, uh, the first 11 steps up to sat through prayer meditation just rang great with me because there was nothing there to nothing else. And I, mm-hmm. when I got to that 11th step and it said sought through prayer meditation to improve, well, I didn't have anything to improve. I had to mm-hmm. create. Right. And I was so privileged that my early founding members in, in my life of recovery were from the 1940, 42, 44 era, and they were very much new thought. They mm-hmm. were very much into let's bring spirituality into the recovery program, and they lived that spiritual recovery. So they started sharing some things with me uh, that filled this void within me, and that's what started moving me up towards that 11th step to improve that conscious contact with a new, newfound higher power now. Mm-hmm. And, it, and that's after 10 and a half years. So, you know, I think we can hang around the barbershop and, yes, we'll get a haircut sooner or later, but it's what kind of haircut do you want to get, you know? Right. You know? Right, and it's almost to me like I, one way that I look at the 12 steps is that they're principles that can take you as deep and as richly as you want to go. Um, and so it's a matter uh, of, of really using those steps. And I think as you've just pointed out with some of the early uh, members of the 12-step people that developed 12-step programs, that they really were delving, they were searching, they were seeking. Um, and, and it's almost like a fulfillment of the, of the steps to, to oh. look and to grow. What do you think Absol- about that? Oh, absolutely. I, I know that uh, some historians in, uh, in his recovery fellowship have done some great work in looking into uh, Bill W. and Dr. Bob's uh, early writings and their readings. And Dr. Bob was, was a spiritualist. He was a metaphysician. He was one of the co-founders of the early 12-step program. And he and his wife led the way in uh, opening up the vistas of deep spirituality, at least in the Akron area. And Bill, right. Wilson, Bill Wilson gave him his lead because Bill didn't know. And Bob was the leader, the absolute leader of the spiritual front. And Bill was the dynamo that could push it. And to, together they did wondrous things, wondrous things. But the early members, as we well remember, you know, they would rather grab the Bible and let's talk about, the, let's talk about James 1. We don't talk about that other stuff. Mm-hmm. And they had to be cautioned, put that thing away, we're going to do something else, you know. Mm-hmm. Today, today we may have lost a little bit of that, but the, that's what the early members were all about. They were into recovery uh, in a spiritual fashion, more than a, more probably than a, a mental emotion fashion. Right? Yeah, they were, weren't they? They were very spiritually tuned in. It's very important to them. Mm-hmm. I think it was the, it was actually probably the crux of uh, the matter that in the early forties uh, they knew what they wanted and they went out and got it. They didn't let anybody stop them. Great. Thank you so much, Richard. It's time to take a break. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll start with the brief Serenity Minute. And then with uh, um, then my guest, Richard, and I will continue talking about, or the so you think the 12 steps are enough, and we'll talk some about prayer and meditation when we come back. So join us. We'll be right back. Give us a call or email us, and we'll talk, be back with you in just a moment. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity FM. If you'd like to make a positive difference in the world, 
you can by contributing to Unity FM online radio. We rely on listener support to broadcast the messages of Unity to an awakening world. To contribute, visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate. Thank you. Affirm the good that flows within you and stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus took time for prayer, contemplation, and conversation with God. This example of Jesus struggling to accept the path before him has inspired humanity through the ages, just as Jesus prepared himself for his final ordeal and ultimate triumph. I prepare myself for challenges with prayer. I affirm the aspects of my personal and spiritual nature that I want to express more fully. At the same time, I am fearless in examining the ways I do not yet apply those qualities in daily life. By staying prayed up, I make wise choices in all that I think, say, and do. Every challenge becomes an opportunity for new growth and transformation. And every blessing becomes a lesson in the power of prayer. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. A one-year subscription to Daily Word digital magazine with audio is only $9.95. That's less than three cents a day to start your day right, centered and connected to the truth within you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. Do you feel undervalued, disconnected, or simply overwhelmed at work or in your business? Are you trying to attract what you need but are desperately worried about cash flow? What if the problems you're experiencing aren't problems at all, but warning signals, clues to redirect? What if those clues are being obscured by your blind spots, the things you can't see that are keeping you from accomplishing your goals? Find out how you can move step-by-step beyond your blind spots each week here with Karen Pettigrew. Wednesday mornings at 9 Central Time on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. This is Unity's online radio, the voice of an awakening world. To join the discussion, call us at 888-55-UNITY. That's 888-558-6489. You're listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., If you'd like to share your questions, comments, and experience with today's topics, call us now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. We now return to Spirit of Recovery. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. We're really glad that you're with us today. And if you're just joining us, our topic today is, So, you think the 12 steps are enough? And my guest is Richard Curtis, and he is a Unity facilitator. He teaches many Unity classes. He has 37 years participating in a recovery process, and he is a teacher of Tai Chi and Qigong and also is involved in many community projects that benefit his local community and the world community. And Richard is a spiritual seeker and a spiritual finder. So he's talking with us today about the richness of the 12 steps as a, as a opening the door to a rich spirituality for us and that that's really the point is to grow spiritually and that's the point of, of the steps and of recovery. But before Richard and I continue our conversation, join me right now as we take a moment to center ourselves in some peace of mind in what we call the serenity minute as we take a moment to open up that conscious contact with our higher power by whatever name we call it. We take a moment to focus on a constructive thought and to let ourselves be refreshed by the spirit within. So I invite you to relax, to open your mind and your heart, and to join in with me with this constructive idea. 
I am open to a larger life. I let my higher power open my mind and heart to new understanding. I am open to a larger life. I let my higher power open my mind and heart to new understanding. And thank you, friends, for joining me in the Serenity Minute. And I trust that you found some relaxation and some peace that lives within you. And so now we're back with my guest, Richard Curtis, and we're talking about, so you think the 12 steps are enough. And this right now is a good time to give us a call or send us an email with your comments or questions that you would have for Richard. And remember that we really do want you to join in the conversation and also contact us if you want us to put your name in the drawing for the book. And today's book, donated by Hazelden Foundation, is The Easy Does It Relationship Guide by Mary Faulkner. It's all about creating relationships in recovery. Our phone number is 888-55-U-N-I-T-Y, and our email address is spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. So this is a great time to call or email, and uh, we'll get you on if you have a comment or question. So, Richard, we did have an email this week from a listener who's called himself a very interested listener, and he's got a, ha, shared some great stuff with us, and he was talking about a passage in the book that's an Alcoholics Anonymous um, book, literature, piece of their literature, that's called The Twelve Steps and Twelve Traditions. And uh, he was he had a question in a, about the passage about Step 11, um, which is on page, uh, starts on page 102 through 103, where it's talking about prayer and meditation. And um, in that passage, it's referring to the idea that prayer, I'll kind of quote and paraphrase here, prayer is the raising of the heart and mind to God, and this includes meditation, Um, and then it talks about how basically we should only ask for God's will, um, and that we shouldn't ask for specific things, and it says you can ask for specific things, but it has hazards, because it says we've seen AAs ask with as much earnestness and faith for God's explicit guidance on matters, however the thoughts that seem to come from God are really the person's own unconscious rationalizations, so... What comments do you have about that uh, and how you would reconcile that with unity and, and your own spirituality? Well, I'll tell you, Anna, in the last 37 years of my life, that is a concept that's probably been talked about so much in these, in these meetings and between one-on-ones. And, uh, it's a, it's a much-sought-after topic. Um, I think that looking back into the 12 and 12, as I, as I did uh, just now with you, uh, I think they had it right. I, I mm-hmm. pers- from a personal standpoint, from a unity standpoint, from what little bit I have found, I think the, the asking of God's will in my life today, the power of greater myself, is about as far as I really need to go. Because otherwise I'm going to start directing, and I'm a great director, the great director I am. And uh, if I start saying, well, I'd like to have the Corvette instead of the Lamborghini, or if I'd rather have the blonde wife instead of the, the, the black-haired wife or the dog instead of the cat, I'm really starting to put only my wishes out there. And if God doesn't seem fit to, to see uh, my way, then I get real disappointed. Mm-hmm. And I've been known to suck on my thumb for, even in long-term non-drinking periods, suck on my thumb because I didn't get my way. Mm-hmm. And I have no, I am not, I'm not, in that period of time, I'm not a respecter of God or any other deity because I'm into me. And I'm not. I really don't care what's going on. You know, I have a strike against me, and I, I didn't tell you this, but I was born on Christmas. Ah. Uh-huh. It, it took me 58 years to resolve who that character was that kept stealing my birthday. Uh huh. I had a real battle on my hand, saying, "Jesus, who? I, I, I don't. I, come on, I don't know who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's my birthday, you know." Mm-hmm. And as an adult in recovery, it was hard. It still is today. It, uh, for me to resolve at times that I am not the end-all, be-all, and that I can't dictate to this power greater than myself what I want today. So I've, I've had to work very hard in my recovery and in my unity fellowship to say, it is thy will, not mine, be done, and to urge others to do the same. 
Jack Bowen, our beloved Jack Bowen, a unit, long-time unity minister, great speaker, just a wonderful man, took the 12 steps to Charles Fillmore and said, I'm here. And he said, oh, no, you're not, because you do things that I don't like. And there was a clash of titans, and God won, because they both settled down. Jack died uh, out of his uh, addiction and a, a unity minister for 32 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was one of his, his sticking points. If you need to be specific, then that's probably your ego. And mm-hmm. Jack talked long and hard and tried to share with people about this. So we have a rich history in unity and now in the recovery program saying, let thy will be done. And then, then you don't have to attach anything to that. Mm-hmm. That's, my, that's, my, that's my own personal witness. Right. Thank you. Thanks for so much for sharing that. And um, we just got an email from Mike, who had uh, brought that question earlier in the week. And Mike says, on the topic of prayer and meditation, for me, the Emmett Fox book, Sermon on the Mount, swung the spiritual gate wide open. And that he went over the book line by line uh, with his mentor. And um, it uh, and the big book and the steps seem to make more sense after that. And so he says, thank you very much, uh, Richard, for sharing your spirit, strength, and hope. And he says, great uh, show. So thank you, Mike, for, for emailing us in today. Thanks. It's great to hear from you, and thanks for that question. Yeah, it's a good question. So you're saying that basically the folks that uh, wrote this this passage in the 12 by 12, this AA literature, were pretty wise in saying, uh, learn to trust that higher power, learn to trust God. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and again, Bill Wilson, in 1948, he penned the first copy of the 12 and 12, and that was rejected and rebuffed by the fellowship as a whole. And he was guided again by Dr. Bob Smith and did a little toning down, uh, took some things out called the Four Absolutes, and got it past the fellowship. But again, it was Bob's influence, the feeler, the emoter, the metaphysician, that guided Bill into let's get this right because this is for all time. And I think that uh, that showed the working between the two of them uh, that they did have a divine purpose and a, and a divine inheritance to carry out, So and they did really well with it. Uh, but I think they got it right for me. It, it's funny because last night in, the, uh, in our uh, local book study on Deepak Chopra's The Third Jesus, this question came up. And as a group, as a group, at first it was, no, you can, no, it's okay, uh, pray for specifics. If you need potatoes, get potatoes, you know. By the end of the discussion, it was like, maybe we should just be into thy will be done. Mm-hmm. So it, it, that was uh, about nine people who were in the recovery mode and sharing their experience, strength, and hope uh, on this particular passage, on, on this whole philosophy. So it was kind of pertinent that it came up then. Right, yeah, that's good, that's good. It's an age-old question, I think. People always struggle with that one, you know, and, and uh, maybe, I think sometimes maybe it's that struggle to figure out how do we, how do we communicate with God or what, you know, what's, how are, who, who and how are we in relationship to God? It's that, that age-old question. Yeah, it's an important well, one. I think that what I also need to say here is this is where the rich heritage of unity, the writers and the philosophers that have come through the unity program all, all the way from 1900 on, that are accessible to us to read, to study, to discuss with some of the older people. Two of my mentors in Unity, Doris and Lois, uh, they're old uh, Unity. Te- they're they're old, but they're Unity teachers. Grew up in Unity, mm-hmm. and they brought to me the wisdom of the ages, saying they were with these authors. They actually sat in their rooms and and played on their their footstools. You know. Mm-hmm. And they were able to guide me in my meditation, guide me in my seeking of the Spirit deep within me, guide me in my healing work. And they brought all that rich history to us that is now available to us. We just have to avail ourselves of it to give volume to our recovery. Right. And I love that phrase that you use, Richard, give volume. And I, I know you said that a little earlier. I think that's such a rich phrase. And I know that there are things that you do specifically today that, that you use to give volume to your life. Tell us about some of those. Probably one of my favorite ones is I've created a, uh, an umbrella organization uh, called Energy for Life. And some of the things that I, my wife and I do, uh, such as my teaching of Tai Chi, my teaching of Qigong, 
and I do teach it to elders because in this area, that's all there is. Mm-hmm. And we are in a real retired area, believe me. You're but in Florida. Anyway, all right. I'm 67 years old, and I'm the, I'm the youngest one in the class. So uh-huh. uh, Anyway, um, but Tai Chi Qigong, we conduct a meditation, open meditation for the public. Uh, we, we conduct some other things. All those, all those donations go to the Energy for Life uh, organization that I've chosen to, to help mentor is Heifer, Project Heifer, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is a worldwide uh, philanthropic organization recognized by many. So it's the first time I've ever stepped out there and said, okay, John Q. Public, I'll give you something, i.e. instruction in my heart. You give me something back so we can, we can help people around the world. And it, it's been very successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, in these economic times, it, it's taking a little bit of a hit, but it's still very successful. So that has helped me understand that humanity will respond, will respond. And that, that's deep in my, my faith and my belief and the power of rating myself. Right, and that's that principle of circulation and and the principle really of fellowship. That's in you're doing it. You're putting it into operation and out there in the in the greater world, the larger world. Yeah, absolutely. And to sit in recovery circles sometimes, and you see that closed off. Uh, I, I see long term, thirty five, forty year old uh, recovery people throwing fifty cents out in the middle of the table. It's like, gee, you know. Your consciousness hasn't changed in 40 years. Uh, mm-hmm. Your lack of prosperity hasn't grown in 40 years. And uh, It took me 20 years to get past the idea that I, I could spend more than a dollar in one place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and today, uh, my wife has to track me online to my Visa card. I, uh, uh, <laughs> just, you know, just giving money away. So, but the, 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 the circulation principle is critical to recovery. As we give, so we receive. As I give my heart, somebody else will give their heart back to me. That's mm-hmm. recovery. Right. You know, you have a, a, a wonderful way, like you said, of working with people. And I know you said that you do your classes, uh, your Qigong classes and the Tai Chi classes out by the river. And it's the Peace River, I believe, you said happens to be named. Yeah. So yes, what absolutely. happens in those classes? Tell us about that a little bit. How do you touch people's hearts and it comes back to you? Well, this is a, uh, this is a free class that we started when we started teaching. Uh, it was suggested that we give something back to the city. So every Saturday morning we gather on the banks of the Peace River here in Punta Gorda, Florida, and I do a one-hour Tai Chi workout, no charge, free, and all these people come out here and wave their arms and have an absolute blast doing it. We've had as little as five, and on our International Tai Chi Day, we have had over 100 people out here. No charge. Just get out there and do some Tai Chi. Learn something about your energy. Learn something about the spirit of the Tao within, and they love it. They build community. They've built new friends. They've put down their remote and got off the couch. Mm -hmm. I have to admit, the freeness, now that helps a little thing, but uh, they they seem to like it because they keep coming back. Right, right. And, and it's like it's both, I mean, it integrates the body and the mind and the spirit and, and really gets people moving and, and, and gets them understanding themselves as whole people. Yeah, yeah the, goal of, the goal of the Tai Chi and Qigong for me is, uh, as they teach these elders, we begin with a, uh, a meditation, a short meditation, then we go into turning the energy systems on inside of us, and then we physically use that energy. And in an hour, you'll be amazed at what you can do with your body. Uh, through using the spirit of life and the electrical systems that your body is designed with. Put them all together, and all of a sudden you've got a real, real atmosphere of recovery, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's, um, it's, too, I think it's a great thing because people are exploring new forms of opening up to their spiritual energy. And sometimes that's a challenge for us. Uh, when people come into recovery, uh, people maybe have prejudices or if they've had negative experiences with various kinds of spirituality, and so it may be a little uh, scary to explore things. How, what have you, how have you found that? I, th- I think uh, from what I'm seeing, but you're absolutely right, by the way, in recovery circles, sometimes you see people just go into apoplexy over like you're going to talk about what, and they don't want to hear that. But in the Tai Chi Qigong circles, uh, the philosophy of the Tao 
is simply the Taoist only believes that we should return to what we are. The mm-hmm. true meaning of what we are is we are at our center, we are love, we are perfection, and as we were born, we were born in love and perfection, and we're simply trying to return to that on an inward fashion. Sounds like unity to me. Yes, it does. It, it uh, sure does. <laughs> so it, that works real well. And by using the philosophy of the Tao along with your energy, I have not had anybody express no desire to be part of that nor listen to that. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it seems to be a very benign uh, way of introducing the fact to them that deep within them is that source of their goodness. They seem to take to that real well. Right. Yeah, that's a, a wonderful concept because sometimes uh, in the disease of addiction, no matter what how a person has been affected by it, there can be that feeling that, oh, you know, I'm broken or I'm not okay or I'm not enough or whatever. And, and spirituality is about finding that wholeness inside you and figuring out how to let that express. Yeah, absolutely. And I have been so blessed with a wonderful, uh, great Tai Chi teacher uh, she comes from the, from, from the island of Taiwan, and her teachers taught her that you teach with kindness. You teach with blessings rather than bamboo sticks. That's wonderful. Richard, thank you so much for what you're sharing. You're just uh, giving us a lot of great stuff, and, and uh, thanks to everybody that's out there listening and those of you that have uh, emailed us. So we're glad you're here for the Spirit of Recovery, and we'll be right back. We'll take a short break, and we'll be right back. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity FM. Today I stand firmly in my faith. I meet life courageously and confidently, seeing beyond appearances to underlying good. Through faith I overcome every limitation. I know that God's power within me is greater than any situation I may have to meet or overcome. God is greater than any condition or circumstance. Through faith, I am fearless and free. This inspirational message is brought to you by Daily Word. Daily Word, inspiration and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. Give Daily Word to yourself or friend and give the gift of hope, joy, peace, and and encouragement. Order your subscriptions today online at dailyword.com. You're invited to join host Pamela Whitman for the Miracle Revolution, a program featuring music and guided meditations and teachings from a course in miracles. Pamela will share how we can return your mind to the one solution that already exists to all of our perceived problems. God has already given us everything. As we remember that we are joined, we claim the miracles that are waiting to be perceived. The Miracle Revolution, Mondays at 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world, and on 91.7 WLFR, Pomona, New Jersey, on Mondays from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. You're listening to Unity's online radio, bringing you the voice of an awakening world. To join the discussion, call us now at 888-55-UNITY. That's 888-558-6489. You've been listening to Spirit of Recovery the place where spirituality and recovery meet with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. If you have a question, comment, or experience with today's topic you'd like to share, call us now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. We now return to Spirit of Recovery. 
Welcome back to the Spirit of Recovery. We're really glad that you're here listening with us today. And if you're just joining us, our topic today is, So, you think the 12 steps are enough? And my guest is Richard Curtis. And uh, Richard has been on a recovery path for 37 years and a a very committed and involved Unity student and teacher uh, for 17 years. And he teaches Qigong and Tai Chi and does lots of things to involve himself with the community. And he believes that the 12 steps are a path to realizing our spiritual potential. And um, first we're going to announce the winner of our book. And uh, thank you, Vicki, for putting your name in for the drawing. And you are the winner of our book today. And that book is the Easy Does It Relationship Guide. And that will be coming to you in the mail. So thanks so much, uh, Vicki, for putting your name in. And congratulations. We're glad that you contacted us. And I know you'll enjoy the book. So, Richard... You were telling us about uh, some different ways that you uh, access your own spirituality, that you make that richer, and talking. you were also talking to us about how you share that with other people. And you have a wonderful story about a friend of yours um, that had the um, AIDS virus and who uh, was benefited from attending a unity retreat. Would you tell us that beautiful story? Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, in my heart, it's one of my classics uh, that I've been so privileged to share it. In about uh, 1994, a friend of mine, John O., uh, who was dying from AIDS, he had been uh, di- uh, diagnosed and dying from AIDS, all he ever wanted to do was go to Unity Village and see the village because he, he'd seen books, he'd seen picture, pictures, and people had told him, and he just wanted to go there. So in 1994, they had a, a recovery retreat, and I simply went to a few of my fellow members of the recovery community and said, give me some money. I don't care how much it is, give me some money. Mm-hmm. And they all just said, okay, and started writing checks. Mm-hmm. And we took the checks and handed them to John, and we were able to send him to the village for a week uh, for the, the retreat. And as it turns out, he was terrified to go there. He's only been recovering for about five years. He didn't want to infect anybody. And they put him in a room in a cottage, if you're familiar with the village, but put him in a cottage with a gentleman by the name of NSP, and NSP was 62 years in recovery hmm. for a week they spent together. And Ennis assured him that he was going to be okay, that he was going to recover with, with class. John came home and extended his life out in mon- monumentally by just that visit to the village. And I think the people who just so generously coughed up money uh, have furthered their, their recovery and I recognize them as leaders in the recovery community in the Orlando area right now. I, they know who they are, and I know who they are, and I just think they're the leaders. And so in recovery communities, I say to people, if you have something that your heart is leading you to, that you're being spiritually fed, don't let anybody talk you out of it. Take action and do what you feel is the correct thing to do because you'll always know that you did the right thing. I don't regret ever having done that, and I've just been so en- enriched in love for, uh, for having had part of that. It's, it, right. it's, that's one of, one of my fondest memories of, of being in recovery. I love that story because it, it really talks about a, a very clear way to, to circulate love and to circulate good and how much it, it benefited your friend, I mean, it, it literally was something that fed him that, that he had a better quality of life uh, and a longer life than he might have had if that hadn't happened, if you all hadn't shared your love. Well, the, the karmic part of this could be his wife, who had just came to recovery, was new at it, is the person who put the arm on me and said, come with me, you need to go to church with me, because I was in shock having left a 29-year marriage. I was mm-hmm. walking around in shock of doing that. It, even though I needed to do it and it was something that needed to be done, I was still in shock. I mean, I've never left a 29-year marriage, even non-drinking in, in my recovery. Right. She put the arm on me and said, come with me. And I walked into Christ Church Unity in Orlando and promptly cried for six weeks. Mm-hmm. I knew, but I knew that I was home. The minister, Phil Schlafler, was a little concerned. He said, are you okay? Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, give me a key to the church. <laughs> And I became his little church mouse, and I, I put myself through the entire library. I meditated in the middle of the night, cleaning these commodes, and I got an introduction to spirituality that I could have never paid for. 
Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was John's wife that drugged me down to unity, and I love her dearly for doing that. Mm-hmm. The greatest thing that ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. I learned to meditate there. I learned to do some healing work there. My mentors, Lois and, and uh, Doris. Uh, Lois was an elderly woman, just a widower. She walked in one night into my meditation, my healing meditation, and said, let's get busy. I've got to get Jim out of the hospital and marry him. <laughs> By golly, <laughs> we got Jim out of the hospital and they got married. Mm-hmm. I, I, those were the experiences that had I not had unity in my life as a recovering person, I would have never been able to experience that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now I try to pass that on. I try to instill that in people in the recovery circles. I am, I am unabashed about saying who I am, what I am, and where I am. And uh, I may be labeled as the, the local unitic, but that's great with me. I'll take it. Right. Yeah, it's like putting it out there. It's, it's putting out who, what you've learned, what you've, how you've benefited, what's the fullness of your spirituality. And that truly is, is what spiritual growth is about. That's, it's, it really is the circle. It's really hard to argue with success. The mentors mm-hmm. that I had in an early recovery program said, look at us. We don't do our addiction. We are living this way. We're living a spiritual life. If we can do that, why can't you? And I looked at them and said, these guys have succeeded. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could do it their way. So now I say to, to everybody in their addictions, if you know somebody who's on a spiritual path, whether that's Kriya Yoga or Catholicism or Pentecostalism, I don't care what it is, if they're happy and they're spiritually centered, you may want to ask them, how do I get some of that? I don't care what, I don't care what the path is. If they're spiritually centered and enjoying it, you may want to find out what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're not. So. Right. Good point. And I know too, Richard, that you believe that that recovery is is a universal concept. That it's not just a concept only for addiction, but that it's a bigger concept. Yeah, and 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 see, uh, with uh, we all have those subjects that you sometimes uh, want to grasp and, and and hold up. My children, when I left that marriage, uh, two of my children became estranged from me. They. They, they did not take well the fact that I, quote-unquote, had to break up the family. And one of them, in recent time, has been diagnosed with stage 3A breast cancer and has had to start, uh, she's on her second round of chemo. Mm-hmm. Very hard. She's got children that she's trying to raise. Uh, retired out of the Marine Corps after a illustrious, illustrious uh, history in the Marine Corps. And I want to—I just want to tell everybody out there that Given, given the fact that the source within you, the God of your understanding, whether you call that Jesus Christ or you call that the Tao, that source will enable you to recover if you'll just grasp it and not let go. And for my daughter, Melissa, who is in recovery and, and hopefully will be in remission from her cancer, she's the witness and the demonstration of that. With a positive, powerful, loving attitude, you can do just about anything. And she's proving that today. So for people who think they can't recover, look deep within you. That's where it starts, and that's where your recovery is. So, yeah, right. it's, it's a universal movement. Right. Yeah, that's a powerful, uh, powerful concept. And, and I think that that's part of the gift that, that the 12-step programs have given to people and to the world in all, all kinds of conditions. It's, it's almost like it's a natural process. They you know, the 12 steps are lined up in a certain way and, and directly they're related to addiction, but, um, but you know, they're really not. I uh, heard a speaker once say, and it certainly uh, was one of those pivotal moments for me, that in the 12th step, it doesn't say that the point of the 12th step is to, to relieve you of your addiction. It says that the point is to help you find a power greater than yourself, which can then help you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's where it is. The 12 principles of, of the recovery process are nothing more than a life system that will get us to a power greater than ourselves. Once we get there, now what are you going to do? You can't, you can't sit on your laurels. You can't rest on yesterday. And in this moment of now, we have to learn to get some volume in our life. Get out into, our book is, uh, our book is uh, pertinent. It says get out into that community. See what it has to offer you. Those, you know, those churches out there that you guys used to go to are still there, 
and, and, our, and our literature is, is rife with hints that we should be doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I say take those 12 principles, get out in the community, and uh, show them what recovery is all about. By mm-hmm. your fruits, you shall be known, and uh, you better hope that you got your, your fruit tree on right because uh, people watch us. They look at us. That's right. That's right. They really do. Um, there's a, a, a movement now called Faces and Voices in Recovery, which is a nonprofit organization that's really all about that, about recovering people, being present in the larger community in ways that help communities, people see, you know, that, that it's about living a high quality of life and that it's very possible and, and that that's what it's all about. That's the point. Some of these recovery systems that we see around here, not just from st- strictly from addictions, but from, from illnesses, uh, I-, I just hold them in the highest of esteem to get out there and say, I'm going to do something about my illness. I'm going to bring people together, and we're going to do something about it. I just think they're the greatest. I think we need to have more of our community stand up and be counted, not necessarily because we're in this recovery community, but because we want to be part of life. You know, at one time, life ostracized me. Now I would love to be part of life again. And I work hard at that. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. What are some, what's one thing that you do, Richard? Uh, we do, our time is short here, so we don't have a lot of time for this. But what's one thing that you do in your own personal meditation and prayer practice that feeds you and, and fills you up? I, I think I would have to say that with my wife, Marsha, we conduct a one-half-hour meditation. The church, uh, the Unity Church of Peace uh, kind of rents us the church, and we hold a half-hour meditation, and it's open to the public. And it's simply a quiet time using powerful I am statements, and the people that we've seen roll through there, plus what I think it has done for my wife and I to keep us on the right track all the time, has been the most powerful thing in my life today. And I would, I would uh, urge anybody, if there's a meditation in your area, please you know, go see what it's about. Check out and see what it's like. Because in my life, the unity of, community of unity that is under that heading for that meditation is the most powerful thing that I do today, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Give us an example of an I am statement. What do you mean by that? I am peace and serenity. I have worn I have worn that out. It keeps getting reprinted in my mind. But I am peace and serenity. How many times in the checkout lane has somebody dumped forty two items on the counter and said, Oh, this is the ten item lane? Mm-hmm. I am peace and serenity. <laughs> uh, it, mm-hmm. I you know the I am statements are very powerful. I am more than myself. That that I love because I don't get stuck on me so much. I am right. more than myself. Uh-huh. So much deeper. But anyway, uh, that meditation is very powerful in, in my life and in our life. Uh, we seem to enjoy this immensely. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's incredible. It's, you certainly are a good example of giving out uh, that goodness in your life and getting engaged with life. And I want to thank you so much, Richard, for being here with us today. You've really given us uh, inspiration about how to, to use recovery as a springboard into life and how to get involved with our community. And it feeds us and it feeds the people around us. And um, so I want to thank you very much for being with us and wish you happy holidays. And thanks to all of our listeners for being here with us today. And um, thank you for those of you that contacted us, uh, Mike and Vicki. We really appreciate that. Thanks for getting in touch with us. And thank you all for that um, talk to us through Facebook and through emails during the week. And so be sure to join us next Tuesday. We'll be having an encore program during the holidays. It's called Living Recovery with Jody Kay. And uh, she's a great light and an inspiration. So again, thank you to all of you for listening and being a part of the spirit of recovery. Remember that you are a blessing, that you are in my prayers. And I see that your heart is singing and with joy and love. Lots of blessings. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Spirit of Recovery with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Pacific for down-to-earth ideas on keeping spirituality in the heart of your recovery. Spirit of Recovery, only on Unity FM.
the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington, committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at www.soulmatters-spiritworks.org. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.